News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, the News Talk giant in North Alabama. Phil Williams here on the biggest show in afternoons in North Alabama, Right Side Radio. Solid conservative, just plain right. Hey, listen, before we go any further, i got to tell you about my friends over at Otter Creek. I talk about them a lot. Why? Because it's so cool. I mean, you guys have got to know this place. Charlene and I go out there all the time, and, and, I, and I was out there not long ago with her for a dinner. Yes, a dinner. I mean, yes, it's a wing shooting destination. Yes, it's a uh, hunting site. Yes, they got the dogs and the guns, and they got the facilities, and they got the manicured acreage. Uh, it's, it's amazing space. You can also, it's a wedding venue. But they're doing this thing right now with their amazing culinary team. They're doing this thing called a Thursday night summer dinner series. In these incredible facilities they've got, the chefs are doing a five-course meal. And I'm not... I'm not this sophisticated, y'all, but a five-course meal with a wine pairing for every course. It was quite the dinner, and it was quite worth our time. I'm just going to tell you, you got to check them out. You'll find out when you go to the website and take a look at it all why it's so good that Donald Trump Jr. stayed there not long ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was featured in Garden and Gun Magazine. Oh, yeah, and it's right here in North Alabama, right down the road. So listen, check out Otter Creek Farm. Their website is ottercreekfarmstead.com. You will be impressed and i hope you will check them out well listen uh hey copper so you heard me do my whole thing there on fear uh being something that crushes the soul as opposed to motivating action um what 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 are your thoughts i'm putting you on the spot but what are your thoughts yeah i guess it makes me wonder how long this will be sustainable because it's certainly a powerful motivator but there are all sorts of sayings about how positive emotions are a greater motivator than negative emotions. And so how long is this going to go on before people just get burnt out by them whipping them up into an anxious frenzy? Yeah. And by the way, anxious frenzy also produces really bad decisions. People who make decisions (laughs) in fear and anxiety often don't make clear decisions. You know, when, when you're in the crisis and you have yourself a freak out moment, that's not the time to say yes or no. Take a deep breath calm down, recognize you've got what it takes and you're going to get through this Mm. and take inspiration from those around you who've already gotten through it and then realize this is going to be okay. I'm I'm going to be okay. And you're going to be okay. Truthfully, that's, that's more often than not the formula for being okay. That and add prayer to the mix is what I believe. But, uh, you ever heard, Hey copper, you ever heard of a Sergeant major, uh, Basil Plumley? You ever heard of him? No. With a name like Basil Plumley, you would also you would almost think this is like some some kind of royal British guard from the 1850s with big you know sidebar mustache yeah. or something. But no, uh, so uh, an incredible battle in Vietnam, um, the Battle of the Idrang Valley. Uh, this was the first true test of modern warfare with uh, helicopters and the M16 rifle and all of it. And uh, it was an amazing story. There was a there was a movie that was made about it a few years ago. Copper called. Um, we Were Soldiers with Mel Gibson. Did you ever see that by any chance? No. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> help me to help you, Copper. Help me help you. you. Okay, anyway. you got to make kidding. me a list, a to-watch list. I, just, I do. I'm going to have to make you this like, okay, here's like your, your gung-ho for the weekend list. But Sergeant Major Plumley was a true old-school warrior. And like he was known for when bullets were flying. And by the way, in the Idrang Valley, they were flying. I'm talking about just literally cracking past your head every time you took a step. There was no safe place to be. And he just walked around like it was a day in the park. And he would tell his men to, you know, get their spirits up. He would walk. And it's like he was impunity, just with complete impunity as to the enemy. And there's one particular scene in the movie, but apparently it's a true story, 
because the book that the movie was made from was written by a guy named Joe Galloway, who was a correspondent that just jumped on a helicopter at the last second and wound up getting stuck in the battle. And Sergeant Major Plumley found him laying on the ground, walks up to him, standing there, looking down at him while he's trying to dig his way into the dirt. He goes, you can't take any pictures from down there, Sonny. And he goes, but I'm a non-combatant. He goes, ain't no such thing as a non-combatant today, and got him in the fight. Well, that's, that's the thing. Everybody's got to be in this fight. This, this COVID thing, it cannot consume us to the point that we forget that society um, has to go on, that we are a free society, and a free society is built upon freedom of access. It's built upon you know, freedom of religion. It's built upon uh, freedom of the ability to move and to go and to do those things which we have always done as a free society. It's what sets us apart in many ways is the freedoms, not the restrictions, but the freedoms. Fear creates restriction, and that's what they want right now, is they want you to be restrained. They want you restrained in your opinions. They want you restrained in your actions. They want you restrained in your thought processes. They want you to be in fear because fear creates paralysis. That's my theory. I just, I just believe it. Um, folks, you, you, just, just, just join me in that. It, it, are there times when it's scary? Yes. I'm not going to try and tell you bad days don't happen or that COVID is not real. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is we will get through this. And by the way, like Charlene says constantly, there's more of us than there are of them. And, but it doesn't matter if we don't stand up. So folks, you've got to defend who we are and what we are. And I know right now the Kyle Whitmires of the world, they want you desperately to be scared because then they can mold and shape what they want. But if you're not scared, then it means you're staring them in the eye and they don't know what to do with that. All right, plenty more to come. Let me talk about some state politics. We'll get back. Then I got my friend coming up. Uh, state representative uh, is going to come up. Uh, Arnold Mooney, top of the hour. We'll be right back after this. This is News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. The News Talk giant in North Alabama. That's right here, WVNN. That's the channel, Right Side Radio. That's the show. Phil Williams, I am the host and glad to be with you again. Here it is Monday, 2.36 PM. We're already moving through the show. Hey, listen, uh, Copper, I was just saying a minute ago, um, I was talking about Command Sergeant Major Plumley. So the, the movie I told you about, We Were Soldiers, the, yeah. uh, the, the, the other main character in there was uh, Lieutenant Colonel Hal Moore, who went on to be a three-star general, Lieutenant General Hal Moore. Um, but part of the reason why that's so important for you is not just because of what that movie stands for, but also because that's part of your legacy as a first-generation Alabamian, because uh, Lieutenant General Moore was from Auburn, Alabama, and uh, just, just passed away in 2017, as a matter of fact. Thought you might want to know that. Hmm. Wow. Just part of your personal legacy, <laughs> your state that you have you have adopted, that has adopted and embraced you. Conference. Yeah, that is cool. Hey, right, listen, um, I, I gotta uh, I gotta take a real quick break here and tell you about my friends at ZLA Solutions. All right, ZLA Solutions is a staffing company bar none. And so they are right now putting people to work all over the state of Alabama. If you're looking for work, go to US, go to, I'm sorry, go to ZLAUSA.com. They've got jobs posted right now. If you're an employer looking to hire people, go to ZLAUSA.com. They've got jobs that they can fill for you. They've got staffing that they can provide for you, management, logistics, all of it. They like to say at ZLA, they don't just make it, they make it better. 
That's ZLA Solutions. You can find them at ZLAUSA.com. And I know these folks personally. They are squared away. Just give them a try. They will, they will put people back to work. Well, listen, folks, I cannot believe the, the, the lineup we've got here on WVNN. Proud to be a part of it. So in the morning, it's Dale Jackson, followed again by Yaffe. And then we've got uh, the nationally syndicated uh, Dan Bongino show. And then you got me uh, here on Right Side Radio, Phil Williams. And then following that, you got the great one in uh, Mark Levin. I mean, what a great lineup. Uh, every one of those has the opportunity to provide you with the ability to have that, that water cooler conversation that, that it crops up sometimes. Or to defend your position, or for that matter, just to read something like what I talked about earlier from Kyle Whitmire on AL.com and go, well, I don't agree with that, and here's why. Well, I got somebody calling in right now. I'll take a call. Uh, I just see it. Uh, in fact, I hadn't planned on opening the phone lines, but I see Steve from Tennessee held on through the break. So, Carver, let's go ahead and get Steve from Tennessee, and then I'll go to my next segment after that. Steve, Phil Williams here from Right Side. What's on your mind? Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call, and thank you for mentioning uh, We Were Soldiers. That's an awesome book and movie, and those two guys that you mentioned were, were just real, real true heroes and men. And there's a follow-on book to that. I can't think of the name of it. But where they go back to Vietnam and they go back through that battlefield and they actually talk to some of the enemy. It's a very interesting book. But right off the top of my head, I can't remember it. But that's not why I called you. Your comments about fear and what they're trying to cultivate in us is exactly on point. And it reminds me of, like, you know, here on here on the farm place, somebody comes up and says, I'm from the agriculture department, and we've decided that thistleweed is the worst thing in the world, and you've got to get rid of every single one. It's not permissible for anybody anywhere to have any thistleweed. And while they're telling you that to your face, they're sowing thistleweed on the backside where you don't even see it because they're bringing in these foreign nationals, letting them cross the border, not checking them, don't care whether they've got COVID or not, and they're seeding it everywhere. And I know they're dumping them off in Chattanooga. I know that for a fact. I don't know where else around here, but I know that's going on. So while they're telling us to your face, oh, we need to keep you safe, they're doing everything they can to make us unsafe, which says well, to you, me, you, you know, you tax what you want to get rid of and you subsidize what you want more of. They're subsidizing COVID into our country while they're telling us they don't want it. That's, that's, a, that's an incredible point. Hey, Steve, that's an incredible point. So, so you're pointing out something. It's almost like there's two issues, but they're intertwined. The, the immigration policy, or lack thereof, on the border is, is opening the door to more COVID cases, which we're seeing spikes in Texas, go figure. But then at the same time, they're, they're masking up everybody or demanding certain restrictions or sowing fear. That's a great point, Steve. You, you tied that together real well. Thank you. Appreciate you taking my call. Absolutely. Have a great day. Well, listen, folks, that, that is the truth of what we're seeing right now. And there's, there's an incongruency as, as, we, as we see it right now in government messaging. It is so extremely frustrating. And I think that's part of the fear factor is you cannot get a straight message. It, it literally appears as if they just want to confuse us. In fact, okay, so I called out Kyle Whitmire a while ago. And every once in a while, Kyle writes something that I like. So maybe I'll see if I can get him on the show and we can talk about why he wrote that piece this weekend. But, but for the reality... If you look at it, that's AL.com in a sense, and I recognize that it's an editorial-type writing. But then today, I'm looking at it right now as we speak. So Kyle Whitmire writes one that says, uh, I fear for my state, and I hope that America is watching. And the article today on top of AL.com is, Why These Alabama COVID Vaccine Holdouts Overcame Fear and Finally Got Shots. So on the one hand, they want everybody to be scared with them, but secondly, they're saying that the right thing to do is to overcome your fear. Now, of course, they go on to give their own version of what that even means. But, but nonetheless, what they're saying is fear, fear, fear. You must overcome your fear. Fear, fear. 
I mean, and we're seeing that everywhere. So right now, Dr. Scott Harris, our state health officer, is saying, mask up all the school districts. They all, they all ought to mask up, but, but we're not going to mandate it. We just really think you should, but we're, we're not going to. CDC says mask them up. Got to mask them up, but they won't release the data that indicates why they changed their policy. Well, interesting story is, and it's it's somewhat unconfirmed right now, but leaks coming out of the CDC are indicating that they got their information, quote-unquote, from a study out of India using a vaccine that we don't even authorize in the United States. And that's what they use to change their masking requirements or, or recommendations. Okay. And then you got, you know, the Biden administration, of course, saying that we're not as smart as he thought we were if we're not getting vaccinated. And yet, here in the state of Alabama, we have the governor's office saying it's a matter of personal choice, but, they, but the governor will cast blame on everybody who's chosen not to get vaccinated. It just, it's, just, it's, just a, it's a series of mixed messages. It is obvious that no one is taking the time to set up the clear and consistent messaging. I'm really not even hearing clear and consistent messaging out of the governor's office. And we need that. I mean, maybe just actually hold a COVID task force press conference. Oh, did I mention task force? Yes, I did. Because I served on the governor's task force for all of last year. I like to say there was very little tasking for the force. What it amounted to was that about five times in a year, we were given notice that we could tune in to a, basically a, a teleconference, not even a Zoom call, but a teleconference, where the governor would obviously read to us a script of things that she wanted us to hear and then allow Scott Harris to talk, and that was pretty much it. There was an opportunity for questions and answers. You can imagine, if you listen to my show for a little bit, who was about the only one who would ever ask questions. That would be me. But, uh, but nonetheless, that task force... It didn't accomplish anything that I saw, nothing. What we really need is clear and consistent messaging, especially right now, because when we're getting better, and by the way, the statistics do show Alabama getting better. Now, AL.com does not want you to believe we're getting better. But if 34% of our state has been fully vaccinated and 42% of our state has already had at least half of their vaccination, which means they'll be closing out their vaccination status within the next few weeks. That's a pretty significant number. That means roughly 76% of Alabamians are in the pipeline right now on vaccinations. And then on top of that, we only have so many vaccinations that can be given out and 70% of Alabama's allocation has been administered right now. Folks, we, we're doing but it's hard to get past the lack of trust in government when you see them constantly mixing their messages. That is the problem. Well, listen, we got, uh, I'll tell you what, I got a caller on the line. I'll go ahead and take it. I got a, I got a minute or two before we go to the, uh, the next break. So uh, Jeff from Greenbrier's called in. Jeff from Greenbrier's, Phil Williams on Right Side Radio. What you got, man? Hey, good afternoon, Phil. How are you doing? I'm well, sir. Um, How are you? I just want to let you know, when, when I was a second lieutenant in Korea, I... I served under um, Lieutenant General Moore and uh, briefed him once on how the Vulcan air defense system works. And then later on, 
when I was in Fort Monmouth, New Jersey, I served with his son, Colonel Dave Moore. How about that? Yeah. Hey, hey, Jeff, thank you for your service. And by the way, I was born at Fort Monmouth, New Jersey. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, I think we lived there a total of six weeks before we 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 we, we were shipped to Germany. But uh, but yeah, Dad was Army, and uh, so we're multi generational Army in my family. And I was born there, and, and then uh, thank you for your service. Yeah, uh, and Jeff, thanks for the call, by the way. I, I appreciate knowing that. I, I love uh, hearing from my listeners, and especially when uh, they've got a, a service-related uh, story that ties in with the topics of the day. Well, listen, uh, folks, a lot of things happening. Let me tell you a little bit about state politics right now. I'm going to switch gears for a minute because I've got a caller coming in at the top of the hour, uh, State Representative Arnold Mooney. We're going to talk to him about the fact that um, things are changing just a bit in state politics in terms of who's in our legislature. So you may be aware, it's, it's already a campaign season. Now, the weird thing about this campaign season is people are not amplifying their campaigning yet. I mean, truly qualifying doesn't occur for a few more months, but like maybe five months. But most folks are usually out there by now. Here's the interesting dynamic we've got. Another one of those things you can say that the Biden administration is blaming COVID on. So every 10 years, there's a census, right? Remember that? There was real concern that Alabama census was going to show that we've been dropping and that we may lose a congressional seat. And that was, that was big doings. And so, you know, enough doors got knocked on and people answered their questionnaires and all yada yada. Well, Alabama came out much better than we thought. And so, yes, we're going to keep all seven congressional seats and that's great. But what it means though is when you look at the numbers and where they are in the state, every 10 years, the state legislature has to redraw the lines. So who runs for your state house of representatives or state senator or congressional offices? or for that matter, uh, school boards, all that kind of stuff. Every bit of that is still waiting on numbers they usually would have already had months ago. I mean, the legislature would have already voted on what the new lines are typically last May. I I did it twice while I was in office because once we did it in the usual schedule and then the court said go do it again, so we did it twice. But we can't even do it now. So what I'm saying is right now, there are people who are not even sure that if they declared to run for office that they would still be living in the same district when the time came. And that's, that's painful to the process. That means good people right now are saying, I don't know what to do. I live close to the edge of a district. If I announce right now the incumbent who is you know liberal may find out about it and get me drawn out of the district, that happens. All right, So that's, that's a concern. But we do have this. So uh, State Representative Bill Poole, you may recall this, State Representative Bill Poole, among the leadership in the House, uh, was recently appointed to fill the position of finance director for Governor Ivey. So Bill Poole has been a budget chairman for a number of years, um, solid guy. Um, you know, he, he was pro-gas tax and some other things. Uh, generally speaking, I, I could work with him quite well. Uh, we didn't always agree on every vote, but, but I think a lot of Bill personally. Bill has uh, taken the position as finance director for Governor Ivey. Well, that leaves, that means he had to resign from the legislature. Well, that was effective uh, a few weeks ago. So Governor Kay Ivey, as of today, I'm reading you hot news that just came off the press. Literally, as of uh, right before the show started, Governor Ivey has scheduled a special election for the Tuscaloosa County seat. What that means is it's an open seat. So one of the few that people can jump on right now without worrying about whether somebody will try and draw them out of the district is there right now. Uh, That's big doings. We'll talk about that more in a minute when we come back from this break. But, uh, But listen... State politics, here's another one you may hear after the break. Tim James, where'd he, where's he been? Well, for 10 years, he's been out of politics. But there's rumors he might run against Kay Ivey. Wonder how you feel about that. Copper, go ahead and cue it up.
we, uh, we're going to go and pause on some of this politics stuff until we get back from this break. But I'll just tease you with this. Aside from special elections, aside from whether or not we're going to have a challenging governor's race or a non-challenging governor's race, we've also got this. Donald Trump, he was denied the opportunity to come to a state-run facility, the USS Alabama Battleship Park, a few months ago, or actually last month. But guess what? As of today, it was announced he's coming to Coleman, Alabama to hold a rally. That's going to be interesting, and it'll be in just a few weeks. All right, folks, we got plenty more where that came from. Top of the hour, got a friend calling in. We'll talk details of state politics. Stand by on Right Side Radio. We'll be back after this. Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, the News Talk Giant in North Alabama. And here we are on the biggest show in afternoons in North Alabama, Right Side Radio. I'm your host, Phil Williams. We are solid, conservative, and just plain right. Uh, we, we've got we got plenty going on. We got a lot of people out there joining the Right Side Ruffians crowd and, and glad of it. And uh, it's, it's kind of cool when you start hearing people using the terminology that the show uses out in the public eye. Like I told the story last week about my buddy Bobby who was in a... Uh, um, a local restaurant here in the listening area wearing his right side radio shirt. And some guy walked by and stopped and looked at him and said, Hey, solid and conservative. And Bobby says, and just plain right. And they both had a good laugh about it. But that's, uh, that's what happens when you got a show worth listening to and the language kind of picks up. Hey, listen, I talked to you right before the break about the fact that we have a new special election. Like as of today, it's on the record now. The primary is going to be October 19th. I mean, it's coming up fast. October 19th, and the runoff would be November 16th if necessary. And then I'm looking here. The actual general election for this race will be February 1st. Okay, so it's going to be an open seat. Uh, State Representative Bill Poole has taken a position with the finance director's office, or as the finance director for the Governor Ivey, uh, replacing Kelly Butler, who had to retire for health reasons. And, uh, and so we've got now this special, it's an open seat, but y'all, these don't come along very often. If you're noticing right now, the, the, the race is getting full for the U.S. Senate seat. Uh, Mo Brooks, Katie Britt, Linda Blanchard, uh, Jessica Taylor. I'm hearing names, uh, a couple other names that might jump in the race at some point. But all said and done, you've you got an open seat. That's what makes it so attractive. It's hard to run against a long-established incumbent sometimes. And Bill Poole would have been a hard one to run against for anybody. Um, but now we got an open seat. Primary is October 19th. If you're listening down in the T-Town area, uh, you've got an open seat. You're going to want somebody conservative in there. It's time for someone to stand up and say, you know what? I've thought about it. I'm going to do that thing. And I've served in the state legislature, and I will tell you, there are times when it is uh, absolutely not the part-time job it's portrayed as being on paper. Absolutely not the part-time job. But all said and done, it is such a necessary job. Here's something else that's happening in state politics. So right now, Governor Ivey is virtually unopposed. Apparently, there's some guy uh, running who I don't know uh, named Odell. I I don't give him a snowball's chance right now in the Republican side. Um, And then you've got a Democrat named Countryman. Again, nobody's ever heard of him before. And good luck winning a statewide race as a Democrat uh, in Alabama, especially with no name. Um, Now... 
if someone big came into that race and gave them gave Governor Ivey some competition, even as a Democrat, that could be something. I mean, if, if Doug Jones or if uh, Walt Maddox, the mayor of Tuscaloosa, wanted to run again on a statewide race, their name ID alone would make it interesting. Still going to be hard. But then you got the Republican Party. If a statewide Republican big name jumped in who could capitalize on some things that are not being talked about, like, uh, I don't know, like gas tax or shutting down businesses during the pandemic or other things that have frustrated so many people. Now, has Governor Ivy done some good things? Absolutely she has. And I'll tell her when she does, I'll, I'll announce when she does good things that I like, and I'll announce when she does bad things that I don't like. Fair and equal, right? But right now she's unopposed. And there's the old joke about how there's only two ways to run a race, uh, scared and unopposed. So um, right now she's got the best of all worlds because she's virtually running unopposed. But all of a sudden, Tim James, the son of former Governor Fob James, wrote an op-ed that came out in Yellowhammer News the other day. Tim James, what are you doing writing op-eds? Calling out Governor Ivy on things you don't like. Well, that sounds an awful lot like the rumors that Tim James is thinking about getting into politics again and maybe running for governor. They might be true. That could get very interesting because the James family certainly has the money and somewhat of a following. Could he do it? I don't know. We'll see. Listen, there's lots of stuff happening in the state. Right after this, we've got my friend, uh, State Representative Arnold Mooney, calling in to talk about some state politics. You're going to want to hear it. And uh, and after that, we're going to spend some time unpacking the news, maybe talk about the Olympics, squaring up on some things that are happening, international relations. we got lots of stuff. It's Phil Williams. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, just plain right. Hey, hey.